that's my vibrator. <laughs> uh, it's not a real vibrator. Well, I guess it is a vibrator. What do you call these things? Uh, percussive therapy? This is the Smooky from Huawei uh, that I got a couple months ago for my birthday. And uh, yeah, I'm using it today because my calf, my left calf, is knotting. It's in the process of knotting. Friday, November 26th, 2021. I'm Steven Sersky. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, happy spillover Thanksgiving. Happy Black Friday. Or happy first major sales day of the year after Turkey Slaughter Day. Uh, we want to be all inclusive with the title, of course. Um, I know there's lots of shopping going on in the States and in North America. Uh, I'm not sure if Europe does this as well, uh, but uh, China had its big sales day uh, at the beginning of the month. So, although I'll tell you now, I've mentioned this before. There's always there always seems to be a sale on somewhere at some time. So if you miss one, it's not like you can't wait for another couple weeks and then catch it on the flip side. One thing I noticed this year with Double Eleven. Uh, which is the Chinese shopping festival, uh, I noticed that the things that I wanted to buy, now, actually two things. One, the stuff that was in my shopping cart prior to the shopping festival commencement, they didn't really change price very much. Number two, the things that I normally look for also didn't change price very much, but they were all listed as being on sale. You clever little, you know you can fill that word in. I mean, all they did was put the double eleven signage on, put the the numbers in red instead of black, and that was it. I think they were actually, it wasn't a true sale in the sense that there were actual ma major discounts. There were, I mean, the, if that's the stuff that you were looking for, but the things I was looking for, they uh, I didn't see any. Uh, deals at all. I didn't see any sort of major discounts, which is too bad because I never got my uh, pull-up bar that I wanted for my room. But I did find a, another type of pull-up bar that would stretch across the uh, like the hallway, and also comes with supports. But it's not uh, it's not like a pull-up bar that you would see in a gym. It's some it's a combination of those one pole pull-up bars that are horribly unsafe uh, and then also two sticks on each side that act as supports and I think it's about $60 like 300-400 kwai somewhere around there and the reason I wanted to get that one is because um, it would it wouldn't take up very much room and I could fit it just about well in the hallway which is where I sort of want to put it um, if I got like a full-on pull-up bar, then it would just take up way too much room. But I have an extra incentive now to get a pull-up bar. Since I was looking at these battle ropes, with the battle ropes, you can't not only just do the battle stuff, but you can tie them around and use them as climbing ropes. Well, if I got a pull-up bar, then I could tie this thing up as and use it as a climbing rope and do that whole CrossFit thing where they uh, just use their hands to crawl up a rope. Wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> yeah. In the news today, Foreman breaks his tailbone falling from pull-up bar. That's sort of the news headline I could see happening as a result. 
but yeah, my calf today, you know, have you ever had a knotted muscle? I'm sure you had. Um, it's, they don't happen very often. The last time I had one, uh, it actually happened at night. I don't know. And I know that these pull, these knotting muscles, what happens, you, sometimes you can feel them coming on, like it's knotting over a few days and you try to stretch it out. You try to massage it out and it just doesn't let go. And then finally you do that one move or something, like you move it in that one direction that it doesn't like and it just pulls itself tight and you wince and try not to scream too much in agony and in pain. Uh, I've noticed that sometimes they happen when, like in the middle of the night, like I'll be sleeping and then I'll like shift or something and all of a sudden my leg will just freeze. I'm like, oh, damn it, that hurts. <laughs> uh, so this one happened when I was taking my shoe off and I pointed my toe and it did not like that mo motion. Uh, it, it, like literally it, it froze, like it, it nodded, but not completely. Had I kept on going, had I kept on moving my foot or moving my leg, but I stopped right where it happened, and I just, I paused, and I could feel the muscle twitching and then letting go again, and I slowly flexed my foot. I, if you can catch it before it knots properly, then, I mean, you'll feel a lot better for it, but I'm not sure if that is a long-term solution. Like, I'm not sure if it eventually it's just going to knot anyway or if I'll be able to massage it out. So, hence the reason why I'm using uh, my vibrator today to uh, uh, pound the muscle. I do have a, a massage bar as well uh, that I was uh, I was using earlier today, but it didn't seem to work. So, I don't know. I guess one of the things with uh, knotted muscles is that you just have to hydrate and massage. That's all you really can do. Uh, other than that, um, I don't know how else to deal with it, right? Uh, so it is Friday already. Uh, I'm guessing you guys are heading into the weekend. I'm heading into my last day of work. And I'll tell you, this uh, this being my Wednesday, I'm feeling it. <laughs> I don't think I've worked this much in a very long time. I'm used to working three days, maybe four days a week. But working Saturdays and then now on Saturday evenings, I feel obligated to sit down and review my Chinese or prepare my Chinese for Sunday morning's epic three-hour class. And no matter how many times I'll, I tell myself that I should uh, uh, prepare more, these weeks fly by and for some reason, it, you know, it's Friday night already and I've got two more, one more sleep, two more sleeps, one more night until my class. And then I haven't, still haven't finished those seven sentences yet. I got two of them done. Uh, and here I am talking to you guys and not working on my Chinese homework. That's fine. Um, because last night, actually, one of the other students posted in the group uh, example sentences uh, for the, uh, the the grammar structure, for the sentences that we were supposed to use. He has this, this book, uh, 300 Common Grammar Structures, I think it is. And I looked at it. And I'm like, yeah, this would be good, I guess, if I wasn't going through uh, like the HSK five books, and if I didn't have online resources, notable, yeah, notably the uh, gra Chinese Grammar Wiki. That one's been very helpful. Um, but I'm not buying any more books that are just going to sit on my shelf. And we all kind of laughed. Like, yep, we all have these books purchased with good intentions, and. 
not using them. <laughs> I have found that the, I mean, it takes me a while to buy some things. I don't usually impulse buy too much, but I've noticed that the stuff that I do take my time to research and then buy, as soon as I buy it and it gets delivered, I typically start using it right away. And that's the way, that's the way I know that it's uh, a good purchase. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know if the, another book will really change my Chinese because it's not going to allow me to do, I'm not going to have any more time. What it would do is take more money out of my pocket, which would mean that I have to work more, which would mean I'd have less time to work on Chinese. You follow, right? Uh, so that being the case, no more book purchases just yet, um, especially since I've been working quite a bit. Going into December, not sure how much work there will be since um, China is seeing another resurgence of the virus. Uh, Liaoning province, that's up in uh, northeast China, like near North Korea, North Korea. Uh, that that area is uh, has 48 cases, I think, so it's high risk. Beijing isn't bad, uh, so we're we're so far in the clear, uh, but we've primarily gone to uh, work, like teleconferencing, basically, uh, no more travel. It, every, travel is gone. Uh, the job that was three years ago is no more. It's 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 finished. Which actually, to tell you the truth, I was thinking about this today. Because it, it does sort of raise the question of like, well, wait a minute, how much longer do I want to stay in this position? And then I got thinking, well, like, do I want to get out of ESL? Or what would keep me in ESL? I, and so this was sort of going through my mind today. Um, and uh, it, it, I don't know. ESL is comfortable, right? It, it's my my good fit, a good fitting, nice pair of socks. No, sorry, not nice pair of socks. It's a pair of socks that you're used to that you don't want to throw out just yet. Uh, maybe even a pair of underwear. <laughs> Could I go that far? Uh, like an old sweater. How's that? Uh, and I'm not prepared to leave the industry just yet, especially since there are a couple more ideas that I want to try out. But so this this is sort of where it becomes: is it ESL or is it something else with ESL characteristics? Because You'll remember that I've been working on Python, some graphics stuff, uh, and I'm looking to upgrade some of my technology that would enable me to utilize and to uh, sort of collect, gather all of these things into one sort of idea. That idea being creating uh, an online repository, some sort of ESL website or whatever, an English uh, language website, English learning language website, uh, possibly, possibly. I'm not sure if I would do like a generic English, uh, sorry, a generic language learning website. Like FluentU is like that. Duolingo is like that. Uh, who's the guy, that Irish polyglot guy? Benny the po Irish polyglot? What was his website name? Fluent in three months. There we go. Uh, he's also uh, pretty well known for being sort of a general language learning uh place right uh, but for me I would be targeting like specifically English language learners utilizing newer technologies to sort of make it easier for people to access appropriate uh, graded appropriate materials so 
the draw then isn't so much the ESL, like the teaching aspect, it's more the technological aspect, where I'm able to do a lot of the creative work, uh, like production, audio production, video production, graphics, um, content creation, rather than doing a lot of the teaching stuff specifically. I have noticed, uh, I mean, especially with ESL and with a lot of languages, there's a there's sort of there, there's a lot of the beginning stuff, and then there's the advanced stuff, but there's nothing really for intermediate, and it's very difficult because it sort of hits on what keeps you interested in a language, what propels you forward forward when you are done the beginning stuff, you are seeing some success, but you hit a wall because you're like, all right, I got that, but I'm not good enough for that just yet. And that's where it comes out. You have to find appropriate materials. And so that's sort of what I'm looking to uh, do a little bit of with the uh, the ESL, ESL stuff. I'm surprised there might be more resources out there. I just haven't been looking because I'm not exactly a teacher anymore. Like I'm not in a classroom with students. Uh, I do a lot of one-to-one -one meetings instead, uh, which is vastly different than uh, dealing with a classroom of students wherein you are to, trying to get them uh, to speak to each other, like a, uh, what did you call it, the communicative approach to language learning, which is what we do in my Chinese class, is that uh, each, like, well, you pair up and you discuss with your partner. Um, in my Chinese class, sorry, it's not like that, because we just discuss as a, as a group, because it's such a small group. And language classes are better if it's a smaller group. But that means you need a good teacher who is a good facilitator who uh, allows or who is conducive, a, a conduit to good conversation rather than just going through grammar or vocab and things like that. So it, uh, it is a skill that uh, can be learned, it can be taught, but not everyone can execute the same way. And I will say that I would actually, I, I almost not want to go into the classroom if I don't have to, at least not yet. I'd like to try some other things uh, first. All that being said, I don't know, you know, is China still home in a couple of years? Is the ESL industry still relevant in a couple of years? Um, will we need them? I mean, if let's put it this way. If Apple releases a phone that has automatic translation, as in we're talking like uh, Tim Cook stands up on stage and calls a bunch of people, you know, does one of the Zoom calls or whatever, uh, iMessage, phone call or whatever it is, FaceTime, and everybody is speaking their own language, yet hearing it in their own language, but he's speaking in English, my job's basically done. <laughs> in teaching languages will be mm, the bottom. The bottom jobs will be gone. It'll be the advanced stuff that's still going on uh, because uh, you still will need creative output. You'll still need uh, creative works to keep uh, um, mid-level learners motivated and to encourage the uh, uh, lower levels to uh, keep moving up. So that's the idea. We'll see how it works. Have a good Friday, you guys and girls out there. Hope you're enjoying it. Hope uh, it's not too cold wherever you are. 
uh, and that you are being productive with your days. I know NaNoWriMo is wrapping up. I have not written the last couple couple days. Shame on me. But December Drumming is starting up in a couple days as well, which I am looking forward to. Uh, if you've never done this before, these sort of one-month projects, I highly encourage you to do it. You get to pick whatever you want to do. Just make one month, 30 days, 31 days of your project, get it done. Write a novel or a short story, start a blog, design a website, uh, I don't know, a thousand push-ups, you know, 30, how many, 3,000 push-ups? So 100 push-ups a day, 10 push-ups every hour for 10 hours a day times 30 days, that's 3,000 push-ups. Sounds like an idea. I will not do that, but I mean, you could, <laughs> you know, some pull-ups. I mean, I highly recommend, and I almost think, I wonder if this is the future of education because we have so much access, because we have so many materials and resources available to us. Uh, it, it does come down to a matter of time and discipline. That's a lot of what it is. You have to sit down and go, okay, this month I'm going to learn this. And then just focus on that for 30 days. And then after 30 days, you're done. And ideally, you're producing things that you can publish at that uh, as well. But, I mean, you don't have to. You can do 30 days of tests, 30 days of experiments on whatever chosen topic you're doing. Highly recommend it. It's been very productive for me. At least it's worked for the last couple times I've tried it. So, uh, And I think going forward, I will continue continue to do so as well. Okay, we'll leave it there. Uh, let me know how you guys are doing out there. Catch me on Twitter, the Stephen Sursky. Uh, show notes on my website, stephensursky.com. There's washing is done. Have a good one, guys. We'll leave it there. Have a great weekend. We'll talk again next week. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye.